Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW five times champion and WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to In the Room. Now, can you dig that, sucker? Monday night edition of In the Room right here on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com, and your favorite podcast providers as well. Uh, Brady Hicks here. I, we have a, a, a really kind of special show tonight. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm beyond excited because uh, a childhood hero of mine is going to be on the line in about 25 minutes from now. We're, we're going to be talking with the Warlord, and I can't wait for you. The Warlord, Kathy. What, what, what's going on tonight? How are you feeling? Good, Brady. How have you been doing? I'm good. I, I'm good. Like I said, I'm really excited. And uh, I couldn't be more thankful to you for this opportunity here tonight. I, I think we're going to have a great time. No problem. <laughs> uh, we also have with us Howard Morgan. Howard Morgan back once again. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Not, not a whole lot, man. But I'm kind of excited for tonight's show. Can't wait to hear from the Warlord and hear some of the stories he's got to tell. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking it's pretty wild how they were like one of the top tag teams of all time. And then I was reading about it today because I never really understood why they got split up. And apparently... It had to do with the Road Warriors coming in, or at least that's the rumor, uh, that the Road Warriors didn't want demolition and the powers of pain against them because they were all such similar. I never saw demolition and the Road Warriors as that similar, like everybody always said. But powers of pain, um, to me, it was, like, pretty close. So I could see why that would, like, be an issue. But it was never an issue in Jim Crockett, so I don't know. Imagine that tag team division had the Warlord and Barbarian stayed together when the Road Warriors came in. Would have been amazing. 
would have been amazing. What's that? A lot of face paint. A lot of face paint. No, they all be <laughs> they, Yeah, and there weren't that many women in the locker room back then, so you would have uh, hair and makeup would have been all the men. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that was definitely a time for that. So, uh, Howard, uh, before we jump in and and start with the callers tonight. Any idea what you guys are doing for WCW Retro this week, or is there even going to be a show? No, the, no, there's going to be, definitely be a show. Um, my schedule has kind of evened out, so I'm not nice. as crazy as I've been the last couple of weeks, you know, last three or four weeks. Um, not as crazy no, schedule-wise, you mean? I'm just kidding. Right, right, yeah. It's still going to be crazy, just <laughs> yeah. I'm not traveling all over the country. Um you know, as much in the next couple of weeks, so it, it's it's kind of leveled out. Um, okay. No, I, I think we're just going to kind of keep it open again. I think it worked well last week. Um, had a lot of great callers calling in, a lot of great conversation. We we kind of bounced all over the place, but you know, it was it was a really good show. And you know, I just think we'll kind of keep it open and you know, up for whatever topic in wrestling they you know the callers want to discuss. Nice. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Open Forum. It's kind of been my bread and butter over the years. Uh, it, it masks for never having to prepare anything, which is always nice. Um, and <laughs> not for nothing, but we're kind of open for them tonight as well. Uh, 914-338-1885 if you guys want to call in. I, I see a couple of you are here. If uh, if we don't get to you, we will, I, I promise. Um, yeah, so that's... That's kind of where we are tonight. I, I don't know about you guys, but I was a, a huge Warlord fan when I was younger. I I remember, I think it was SummerSlam 1990 in Philly, where he took on Tito Santana. And I just remember thinking, like, my God, Tito's in trouble. Just looking at this guy in the ring, all jacked. And uh, I was going to make a comment about, like, pre-testing, but obviously that was kind of the, the law of the land back in the day, you know. Um, the Warlord looked to me every bit like somebody that could have won that world title. I, a 12-year-old me, at least. Uh, he definitely had the, the look, I think, that, you know, in that time that McMahon was looking for, you know, he was looking for big guys, you know, as the old saying goes, you know, larger than life kind of figures, and, and the Wardler was was all of that, and and then some, you know, and then I think it's Bobby Heenan. I could be wrong. Has said, you know, you don't want to meet some people in in a dark alley. You certainly don't want to meet the Wardler in any alley, whether how how dimly or how well lit it is. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. Is he a scary in person, Kathy? No. He and Barbarian. Well, he's not scary are, to you. He and Barbarian are two are two of the sweetest people I know. Just like that. Okay. 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 Cool. Um, well, listen, like I said, uh, the Warlord will be on in about 20 minutes' time. Um, actually, tonight, before we kind of get into all that, I. I was reading a couple of rumors that I thought were interesting about uh, potential departures from WWE not being as done as we thought. 
And specifically, I've been reading a lot lately about Edge and, like, how he doesn't necessarily want to be done. He just doesn't have a new contract with WWE. Now, if I'm reading between the lines on that, I mean, is that something that could actually happen? Could we see Edge go to AEW and have his final run there? I know, I feel like he's been having his final run for the last four years, but my God, just think about that. What kind of a landscape shift that would be. Yeah, Christian's there. What do you think about that, Howard? Uh, I, man, I, I'm a little torn. I, I would like to think that his loyalty is towards Vince um, for all that Vince has done for him over the years, you know. But I do understand that, you know, at the end of the day, this is still a business, and if he feels he can make money, and but maybe it's not with WWE, then you know, I, I would love to see him maybe reunite with with Christian and AEW. You know, again, it's just a world of professional wrestling, so nothing is out of the question. And, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody stays retired for any length of time um, because they still get that itch in them every once in a while. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time in history that Vince McMahon forced somebody out because he thought they were too old, and they went on to have another whole other career for another company. I'm not saying Edge is going to go for 10 years like Savage or Hogan did, but I certainly could see him have another five years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think he's got another good, you know, solid three to five years left. Any, especially watching um, – oh, I actually watched it on Saturday morning. But, you know, watching him on SmackDown, I, I still think, you know, he's a heck of a performer for sure. Yeah, it's it's just wild to think that he could, like, jump to AEW and he, I, he wouldn't even go away as Edge. It would be weird. He'd go away as himself. You know, that would probably be his final run. It's weird. It, it, it's very weird to think about. Um, the other one that I keep hearing is Ronda Rousey. Now, obviously, Ronda Rousey is not going to go to AEW. I don't. I don't think they have the money for that. Um, but there is a rumor, which, by the way, UFC has shot down multiple times. But again, who can you believe? There's a rumor that Ronda's angling for one last match in the UFC. Well, I can see that. I could too. Everybody I think they're talking about bump up. Yeah, well, I mean, I, whether or not she'll go out on top, I don't know if I see that. Um, but but she's uh, she's still a pretty damn good fighter, you know. She's talking about bumping up her weight class a little, which would like that might kind of even the odds because I know the last couple of years it's it's been younger women that have kind of taken her out, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's another one of those, like, I, I have a hard time seeing it, but at the same time, if you think about it, it's not that unfeasible, Howard. No, no, not at all. I, I guess it, I think she's still in tremendous shape. You know, she's, you know, not that old, not to sound, you know, disrespectful, but I think she's still, 
got a, you know, a decent career left in her. Um, you know, and it'd be interesting to see kind of where she goes, whether it's, you know, it's back to UFC or if I don't know if she'll go to AEW. I don't know if they have that kind of money, but you never know. <laughs> Again, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we're going to bring on Tora out in St. Louis. What's going on, Tora? What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Every, everything okay. is good. My daughter is in high school now. Wow, that's hard to believe. She just started high school last week. I feel like it was just yesterday you were calling us from the delivery room. <laughs> He's 15 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, she's actually the, she's a year older than the podcast. That That's funny. Uh, yeah. Is she getting ready to drive? Yeah, she's already driving. She's already driving? Oh, okay. Is it like one of those, like, she's driving on the property? Or is it like she can legally drive? She legally can drive. At 15? Wow. Up here, you got to be like 16, sometimes even 17. 16 for a permit, 17 for a license. That's in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, PA is 16, I think. But I think you have to have the permit for so many months before you can get the license. Yeah. Yeah. Tor, are we talking about your daughter driving like a car, or is she driving like a lawnmower or something? A car. Or a bike. She drove her dad's okay. Hummer. She drove her dad's Hummer. Okay. That's a good one to learn on. Yeah. Look out, here comes the Panzer. My God. <laughs> How you been doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're, we're gearing up to interview the Warlord tonight. Do you have anything you want me to ask the Warlord? What's that? You don't remember the Warlord from the 90s and the oh, 80s? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. I've seen the picture on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually a picture yeah. of me. I shaved my head for the occasion. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it's down here. Been hitting the gym a lot. <laughs> Beyonce What'd you down say? Hot down there? Beyonce. Wait, what? Beyonce. Beyonce's there. Uh, can I talk to her? No, she's at the dome. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Are you there? No. They I was going to say it sounds quiet. Oh, jeez. 300 yeah, bucks, I want to go on stage and sing with her. Yeah, for 300 bucks, I want to go on the stage and sing with her. Uh Mm-mm. You do karaoke. What do you care? It's too hot down there, too. I'll just get Mm -mm. one of those neck fans. It's about 103. That's nothing. You kidding me? Howard will vouch for me. It's 230 degrees here right now. Oh, yeah, it's just way hot. Yeah, it's way too hot. 
Like literally, I, I let my cat outside and she melted. She's like, it looks like tar on the sidewalk. Stop. Both of my cats does I'm gonna, not go outside. I'm going to bring her in. I'm going to bring her in, throw her in the freezer. I hear in three days she'll be back. Stop. <laughs> There's actually a giant mushroom cloud in the distance. Uh, I, I think it's fixing yeah. to get hotter. Yeah. Mhm. It's supposed to be hot all week. Well, it it is it, it is what it is, right? I always want global warming. I finally get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. how is everything okay? What's been going on with Stro? So, uh, Stro is having some medical issues. Um, he went into the hospital a couple months ago. He's in physical therapy now, and I understand he's getting better by the day, but I haven't talked to him for a little while, so I, I really don't know. I just told him he, he's interested. He wants to come back, um, but he's not going to be able to come back until he's really ready. So, you know, I told him as long as he needs. The important thing is that he gets better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, he, he messaged me on Thursday. Um about, about two hours before we went on the air, and he said he's okay. getting better every day. And he, he misses, you know, talking to everybody, and he misses his fans. Um, and I told him, listen, you know, you have an open invitation to, you know, number one, to call in anytime you want, and you know, yeah. to, to take this seat back and take this seat back whenever you're ready. And what did he say? He just said he misses everybody, so he's getting better. Yeah. And yeah, I don't he, think he's he there be back. Yet. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's yeah. going to still be a little while. But again, he keeps listen from where you know where he was. To, yeah, you know, it's us still even being able to talk to him is is phenomenal. When I hmm. talked to him, like I, I guess it was like late June or early July, he he just sounded so tired, so drained. You know, I, I'm assuming he's getting better. But it's going to be a little while, Tora, you know? It's not going to be an overnight thing. Yeah. I pray that he so. will get better and hopefully too. to come back and and be healthy, you know? Yeah. Kathy, you know, I had a dream the other night that Stro came back That's for our scary. drunken episode. Why is that scary? <laughs> I could see him coming back for the drunken episode. Oh, yeah, drunken episode. That would be great for Stro to come back on. Yeah, it would be a perfect one. Even though he doesn't yeah. drink? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. We know I do, though. I certainly right. do. But what we need a designated, we did need a designated co-host for that night, maybe. <laughs> we do, yeah, for sure. I, I should somebody else should have the keys on that night tour. It's it's always a mess. Yeah. Although to my although to no, my credit, I haven't been like gagging and throwing up on the side while we're broadcasting. Well, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. That's always good. So right. how you been, Kathy? <laughs> doing well. Doing well. We're just going around the table here. Yeah. 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 That's good. Everybody's good. It's Don't you dry, care how dry. Howard is? It's it's been way too hot. Guess not. 
Cavie's been driving. No. Brady's been no. drinking. I've been in the house for the past four Tour hours. Tour is hot. Tour, can I interest you in like a hot coffee or something? Like a hot drink. Hot chocolate. Hot, hot chocolate. chocolate would be amazing. No, yeah. That is for sissies. That's for me. We j- for sissies? Well, this sissy, yeah. we just had a cold snap. It just dipped down to 20. It's supposed to dip down to 20 overnight, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to be drinking my hot chocolate tonight. Yeah. And it also might be a, it, it might it might be a solid too, so I might just be eating a candy bar. We'll see. Make sure you put some liquor in there. Ah. Uh, so you gonna need liquor? Liquor, I hard <laughs> liquor. I hardly know her. Mm-hmm. You uh. funny. <laughs> But I'm What? I'm talking to my kitten. Give me that. Oh, well, talk to us. We 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 actually talk back. Okay. Yeah. So your cat didn't melt. That's good. Yeah, he's okay. I just got him fed about two weeks ago. Okay. Oh, I just took mine out of the freezer. It's alive again. Stop. Stop. <laughs> You're bad. I get on with my bad self. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just the jokes are so bad, and I just dragged them out forever. <laughs> and ever. Mm-hmm. And ever, Tora. We're going to be at my funeral, and someone's going to bring up how, like, I brought my cat out of the freezer. I'll, I'll have written the joke myself. Oh, my Delivery gosh. at my funeral, you know? I want to be like Andy Kaufman, you know? I want to have video of myself welcoming everybody to my funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's too much. All right. What if I did like, what if I did like a thing where I got was on pulleys like weekend at Bernie's, so I would just sit up, do the macarena, and then back down. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. You are too much, Brady. <laughs> you are way too much, ain't he, Kathy? He never stops, Taurus. He never stops. Yeah, I, know. Sure. I I told my I told my wife they always say you can't take money with you when you die. I told my wife when I die I'm gonna put it in my will that they take all the money out of my checking and my savings and bury it with me. Mm. I, I want it all there. I wanna be in a I wanna be buried in a, a bed of ones. One dollar bills, y'all. Mm-mm. Oh, Tora. What else we got? What else we got, Tora? I'm going to put a bottle in your casket. Okay. You pick what flavor. Cherry Pepsi. No. Oh. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Well, you told me to pick one. You, you give me what you want, then. I didn't say cherry Pepsi. I said you pick a No, but you told me to pick a flavor. I'm not so I about a soda. Oh. 
clearly Canadian. Mm-mm. Okay, not that either. Well, you tell me what I want, and I'll, and I'll drink it when I'm dead. Okay. Um, There's no tequila. About, I don't want to uh, get sick in the afterlife. How about Old Club? Old Club? Crow. Old Crow? Yes. They named an alcohol after you? No. That's oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. I never heard of it. I never heard of it. That's good. All right, Tora. <laughs> this has been real. I got to let you go, though, because <laughs> our guest is coming on in a minute. Okay. Fabulous. All right. <laughs> Love you. Love you, too. All right, bye. Man. I don't know where you find these people, Kathy, but they always outdo themselves. <laughs> Tora's okay. been calling in for years at this point. I, I'm trying to think when Tora first surf, or surfaced it. It had to have been almost 10 years ago. Had to have been. <laughs> Howard, you're so quiet tonight. Is everything all right? Yeah, no, I was actually watching the end of the Phillies game. I thought they were they were going to lose, but they were up six they, to they two. What happened? Okay. No, they, they okay. were up ten. They were up ten. To, they were up ten to two in the bottom of the, the top of the ninth, and the Giants scored two more two more runs, and they had bases loaded. And then oh man. They hit into they hit into a double play, and then it's, they finally got a, a pop out to end the inning. But it, it wasn't looking real good. It would have been nice to go extra innings just for the fun of it, you know, for the fans. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> now I know why you're being quiet. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, joining us on the line right now, I'm very excited about this, guys. And Kathy, thank you so much for lining this up. We have the one, the only, the warlord here with us, a personal favorite of mine. This is such an honor to talk to you, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great tonight, guys. Wow. It is surreal to hear your voice. That That is so cool. Uh, warlord, what are the, I know you've been doing a lot of independent shows recently. Uh, to keep people kind of up to date, what have you been up to, really? I mean, it's been a while since we've seen you on TV, so what have you been up to? Uh, just staying busy, doing some independence, uh, signings, Barb and me, we still get in the ring, do a little things here and there as much as I want to do on that stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm just busy working my job down here all the time. I work all the time, so I stay very busy. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good. Uh, but no, that that's awesome. That that That's really incredible. And it's great that you're still so close to Barbarian. Has he, uh, has he been your best friend in wrestling, would you say? Oh, Barb's great, man. He's he's been my brother ever what now what uh, thirty, let's see eighty seven, what thirty thirty six thirty seven years now, long time. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it um it, it and it's such a cool thing because you guys, I remember back in the eighties like that the stuff that you guys were doing with the Road Warriors, uh, you were just as scary as them, uh, you were just as intimidating as them. And it, it seemed to me as a fan like you hit as hard as them. I'm assuming you did. Um, what was that experience like to be that preeminent tag team feud? 
Um, at a time when really people were talking about tag wrestling more than singles. Oh, it was it was great. It was it was so much fun because I mean here you are. You work with the goats of the business, man. They're the best of all time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, to go out have have tough matches, great matches. Uh, you know, we got down and dirty and went at it with them and that stuff, and the people loved it, and we loved it too. Okay, has there ever been an incident uh, that you can recall where you felt legitimately not safe, uh, whether because of the fans at ringside or or actually just being in the ring with the with the Road Warriors themselves? Was there ever a time when you were just I don't want to say nervous because I doubt the Warlord gets nervous, but was there ever a time where it it just seemed like it might get out of control? I never worry about it, man. If it gets out of control um, with the four of us, we could take care of some business real quick if we had to. <laughs> I, think so. I, I think so, I'm not too yeah. worried about it. If you maybe mix Haku in there, we could probably take the whole stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. You guys definitely had the reputation that preceded you. Um, it was always so strange to me. Um, and, and I was a fan where, like, I'll say at, like, 12 years old, I saw you as a singles guy with the Doctor of Style Slick, you know, with the with the, with the the mask and the, the, the W scepter. And it was like, I just thought you were the coolest thing in the world. And it wasn't until I kind of, like, went back and did a little bit of research about the past and stuff like that that I learned – your significance in the tag team world. Um, what did it? What was it like to kind of be in WWE? You guys obviously you established yourselves as a tag team, and like you were doing moderately well. But then at some point, it almost felt to me like the rug was pulled out from beneath you guys, and you're, you they, they split you guys up, and it was like, what? What, what was? What was up with that? Uh, it's just it's just what it was at the time, and as of I mean. You know, what Vince wants, Vince gets and that stuff. That's how it works in that stuff, you know. And uh, yeah. he wanted to see how we could do it. He, wanted, he had basically wanted to see how we could do it in singles. He kind of was looking at me maybe going to work with Hogan down the road. And he was kind of looking at Barb going to work with Ultimate Warrior down the road. So it was kind of yeah. that, that thought that uh, that's kind of the reason we separated about that thought about going that direction. And me as a young fan, I saw you as like the perfect foil for Hulk Hogan. Uh, did you see yourself in that mold? Oh, it was I, – I worked with him, like, about, I think, like, five times in, in shows. And, man, the place were packed, and we hardly did anything. We did nothing on TV for it. Nothing, but, you know, people wanted to see it, but, you know, it is what it is at the time, you know. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the listeners wants to know if you preferred doing singles or tag wrestling. Which was your you preference? You know what? I love – you know, I love them both, man. I, I love tagging with Barb because he's such an incredible athlete in that. So the guy really is. He's – He's one of the best big men I think there ever was in the business that was underrated in that. The guy was great and stuff, you know. Um, but also, you know, it, it was fun working singles, too. It's kind of neat because not many tags can work singles, go into singles and work singles right. good in that stuff. And, and Barb and me were one of the tags, you know, like Demolition you know, didn't do it. Road Warriors didn't do it. A lot of tags never did it, but Barb and me were able to do it in that stuff. And it was kind of cool to be able to do that stuff. Yeah, and it's like you both did really well for yourselves in singles as well. Uh, but it seemed like the second you had the opportunity, you guys just kind of reunited outside of WWF. So like, I, oh yeah, well, I mean, I yeah, we, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we we've always gone together really well. You know, it's just you know you gotta remember back then, man. Just you know, the, the tags meant something back then. The tags. When we all got together, we actually meant something together. We looked so much alike. We worked so much. 
we, one could work one way, one could work the other way, and everything just went together, you know, much different than it is today and that stuff, you know, and, and Barbara and me have always been close and that stuff, and, you know, we've always known we could do so well together, so when we got the opportunity again, we uh, got back together. Was it really great chemistry from the beginning? Yeah, it was It was great. I mean, I actually wrestled um, Barbara actually <laughs> in singles a couple times in NWA, and, uh, that's oh, man, kind of, uh, I can imagine. That was kind of a rookie kind of and a little green, green yet. I was a little, just a semi-stiff back then. <laughs> People didn't want to get in the ring of me because I kind of beat them up a little bit, you know. But, you know, it, it's just the way I was taught from the school and getting in Minnesota and that stuff. So, but, you know, I, I learned sure. along the way in that stuff, you know. And, uh, you know, when we came, when I went to Kansas City, and when I came back, you know, they, they weren't doing that well. The NWA wasn't doing that well. So, Barbie just kind of became friends, started talking. And Animal kind of looked and said, man, he says, you guys would be the tag team that could take us down because we're not true baby faces. You know, we're babies because people like us, but we're not true baby faces. Right. I said, guys, we could sell for big time. So it was just it was one of those things that yeah. went together really nice. It, it's, it's funny. It really is because you mentioned Haku earlier and how the three of you guys could take down an arena. By the way, I totally believe that. Uh, but you are the captain of vouch for me here. Kathy will vouch for me here. You were the first person since we had Haku on a couple of years ago where I told Kathy I was legitimately nervous to interview you. I see a lot of similarities there. I'm glad you're nervous. And Carrie, I told him, don't be nervous. You're a great guy. <laughs> it's funny because so many people, uh, when when we do uh, you know signings and all that stuff, it's oh man, I was so scared of you girls. I was that scary. <laughs> you I were. Know that scary. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, you know, when, when people tell me that. So I said, man, I guess I was kind of a bad boy back then. <laughs> I guess I was doing my <laughs> well, job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what, like Jim, Jim Crockett, and, and, and I mean no offense to, like, wrestling today, um, but Jim Crockett Promotions and WWF at the time, I thought both did a really good job of presenting – you, not just you guys, but but all the wrestlers as like so much larger than life, you know. So I picture you and Warlord, or you and Barbarian, um, coming off the screen, and like you guys were just badasses because you were badasses on TV. So you just assume, as a fan, that that's what it is. So I mean, it's a credit to you guys, and it's certainly a credit to the promoters. Yeah, well, you know, if you look at it, you really think about it. When we would yeah. come in the arena through the through the curtains, the only thing we had was a spotlight on us, and we were larger than life because we that spotlight got us, and we just we blew up. People just like wow. Today they yeah. come out now. They come out all the glitz and glamour. They come out all the all the big fireworks going off. This huge TV behind them. All it takes all that stuff to get them up to that that you know that level where we would just walk through a curtain and a spotlight, and we were at that level. I mean, it's just, sure. it was a different world back then, and the, and the guys in my era were just—they were monsters. <laughs> they were—they were, they were larger sure. than life. They really were larger sure. than life. You guys were turning heads in the airports, I'm sure. So it's—it's it's oh, an amazing people thing. Were scared, people were scared of getting on planes. There was a weight limit on the planes. <laughs> so, yeah, we, 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 might have, we might have been close to that weight limit a couple times. <laughs> Uh, one of the oh, listeners man. wants to know, and I, I know you picked Warlord, the name Warlord, fairly early in your career. Um, 
What went into choosing that name? Was that something that you chose for yourself, Warlord? Not me. I actually had help from Animal the Road Warriors. Um, he's the one that founded me. He's the one that brought me into the business. Hmm. Um, okay. I used to train at his gym. It was, called, it was called The Gym in Plymouth, Minnesota, and I used to train there all the time. And when he'd be in town, he'd kind of stare at me all the time. So one time he came up to me and said, man, he says, you're a, big, you're a big son of a bitch, you know. I said, you know, the thing about professional wrestling, you know. And, of course, you know, I had seen the Road Warriors on AWA and TV, and as it was Minneapolis so big on AWA at that time. Yeah, um, yeah. And I said, I, I don't know. It, it took about three times, and he finally talked me into it. So I started going to the same school he went to, Eddie Sharkey's. And one day I was at the gym, and he says, now, Terry, you know, we need – we need to get a name for you, you know. We need to, and it's got, it's got to be, but it's got to be something like ours, towards our direction, because how big you are, what you look like, I mean, you need to have that. And we just kept pounding us. So he goes, Warlord. We kind of look at each other and said, that's that's a cool, that's a cool name right there, Warlord. And that's how we came a Warlord. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, so, were you a big wrestling fan before having met Road Warrior Animal? I actually. I actually I wrestled uh, amateur when I was younger. Um, I was okay. a, a, a four-time uh, national AAU champion when I was younger and that stuff, you know. Um, so I had a very good wrestling background. Um, but uh, I used to watch the AW. I used to watch Hearn uh, in the Ring and Billy Robinson and and uh, the Crusher and, and and all those, you know, Nick Bockwinkle, <laughs> all those people back in the old AW. I I I loved it. I used to watch it every uh, Sunday morning on TV and that stuff, you know. Every Sunday morning That's I watch cool. in Minneapolis. That's cool. Um, one of the listeners wants to know what it was like to wrestle Davy Boy Smith uh, continuously. I I know you had a couple months with him. Oh, Davy! Davy was incredible, man. You got to remember he started. I think he was 16 years old in England, and uh, yeah. he went out to Canada. He went up there. He learned up at uh, um, uh, Bret Hart's dad's place, Stu, and then he came down into the. Uh, uh, down this way and that stuff, and then he finally got into double. And I, it's funny because when I started wrestling, I said, you know, Davey, I said, I watched you when I was in college. I watched you on, when it first came on on cable TV. I used to watch you and Dynamite wow. all the time and, and um, I was in college all the time, you know. And I said, man, this is yeah. an honor actually seeing you guys, and all of a sudden I'm working with you in this big program, and it's so cool, you know. And I, it was just really neat. And Davey just – Dave was just an incredible wrestler. Dave is one of those guys, if you could have a match with Dave, you didn't deserve to be in the business. You shouldn't be in the business. Wow. That's awesome. I just remember the, the, the visual of you two because you were both jacked like anything. And it was just like, again, we talk larger than life. Like, that was like, yeah. for me, at like 12, 13 years old, like, that was it. Um, yeah. I can tell by listening to you that you have a lot of love and reverence for wrestling. A lot of passion for it. Um Looking back on your career, was there ever, like, a moment that was, like, that pinch-me moment for you where it was, like, damn, like, this is, like, as big as it gets? I think when I – first time I got in the ring alone with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I, uh, oh, man. I got in the ring with and, and Slick, and all of a sudden, here comes Hulk's music. All you see was his head sticking above everybody else coming down with the big spotlight on him. He gets up on the apron – Crawls in the ring, and he walks around, points at people, tears the shirt and brother, I'll tell you what, I had so many, I mean, I just, everything went black for about 30 seconds. I couldn't, I didn't see him, I didn't see the crowd, just black, and I had goosebumps 
that didn't stop the whole time. And I just wow. sat there in awe. It's like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is, and that's when you know, you, it, it's like when you get to Madison score gun, you've made it in a professional sport. When you get to yeah. like Hulk Hogan, you made it totally in professional wrestling. You made Seriously. it. Seriously. Yeah, no, that that that's awesome. Yeah, that was, that's like uh, Jordan and that Bird. Was definitely, that yeah, was, I, that was definitely history moment, definitely. That's cool. Uh, now, you mentioned Slick. Uh, one of the listeners actually wanted to know what it was like having the legendary Mr. Fuji in your corner, and, and how how uh, how much did he help you guys? Oh, uh, Fuji was great. Uh, you know, Fuji taught me a lot about, about, about the, of course, about the business. Um, yeah. And, you know. He, he, he did his ribs, never with us. He loved us and that stuff, you know. But Fuji's one of those guys, if he didn't like you, you better keep one eye open all the time, even when you sleep, man. You know, because he's, he's always there looking around, you know. But, uh, no, he taught us a lot. He uh, he helped us a lot. Um, we'd go through the matches afterwards um, before, he, before he'd go to drink. And then, I mean, we'd, we'd always go to the matches first and right. we'd go over the, you know, the goods, the bads, and what you could do to make it a little bit better and that stuff. But it really helped us a lot. It really did. Fuji is, Fuji is very knowledgeable. He actually came out with a lot of finishes for WWF at the time um, when we when we all were there and that stuff. You know, he's very very smart guy. Very smart. That's cool. That that's cool. Did it uh, did it hurt you when Mr. Fuji traded you away like that? Um, it was disappointing. <laughs> I hate it because I was still learning so much. But <laughs> right. at the same time, you know, it was it was a good opportunity, you know, to start learning how to become a very good singles wrestler also at that time. Sure. Uh, did you ever, or I'm sorry, not did you ever, uh, do you watch the current wrestling product? Uh, one of the listeners wanted to know specifically, is there anybody that you see in wrestling today that you wish you were able to lock horns with on TV? Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't really watch it. Um, you know, okay. they listen, they've, Totally different than our than our time. It, it's a totally the business totally changed. There's a lot sure. of great athletes out there. What they do in that stuff, you know, I just wish they could, could tell more of a story in a match and that stuff, you know, and and maybe slow it down a little more and let the people get a little more involved instead of just boom, 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 boom all the time, you know. Um, I, w- I would love that because, like I say, there's there's a lot of great athletes out there. Um, maybe with uh, maybe with Bobby, um, the heavyweight. Um, Great guy, looks incredible, you know. And I, I in my time, I would love to have somebody like him because I, you know, he, he's he's a he's a very good wrestler, and he was also a very very good MMA fighter in his time, also very good. Oh sure, yeah. No, absolutely. I I could definitely see that. I think you guys would tear it up. Um, another one that always jumped out for me um, was Batista when he was doing it. Oh, I, yeah. I just thought yeah, the Dave, two of you would have complimented each other so much. Yeah, Dave, you know, Dave Dave was great. You know, it's funny when you read all of his blogs and all of his uh, podcasts he does, he mentions me because he said that was the reason he started wrestling. Um, really? TV oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, if you look, oh, on, you cool. look at him and that stuff, you'll see it. He said that's the reason he started wrestling because he said he couldn't believe the size and everything else. He wanted to be just, he wanted to, you know, be just like that. And he actually took it to another level by becoming a champion how many times and that stuff and, and looking the way he did and now of course right. look at him now right. he's one of the biggest you know, stars in Hollywood now I mean I'm so glad for him that he's doing so well because you know I, I got to meet him one time um, up at uh, uh, Orlando <laughs> I think it was like 2007 something like that the uh, Wrestlemania um, somebody invited me okay. to come up there where I live down here I went up there 
and they invited me over to the uh, meal after the uh, WrestleMania that night. They got that big meal and that stuff. And I went there, and uh, someone comes out to me, and they, I'm just walking around. I say, yeah, I got somebody who really wants a me. I said, who? They wouldn't say. I was in the round the corner, came Batista. And he come out and gave me a big hug and that stuff, and he took me around. We took in all kinds of photos with the Japanese photographers, everybody in that stuff, you know. And it was just, it was just so much of an honor at that time, you know. And the guy is just, you know, like I say, he's just incredible what he did, and he's incredible what he does now. <clears throat> yeah. Now that that that's awesome, and, and it's got to be for you, I would think, just based on the way you're you're talking. It seems like you influenced a lot of people. You you were a favorite for a lot of people. Um, does it ever hit you, the, the mark that you probably left on countless people's lives just by the fact that you and Barbarian were wrestling? You know, it, it's, it, it's, it's nice when people tell you because you feel very honored when people tell you that stuff. You yeah. also don't realize how, how big and strong you were at that time. Because you're just so used to it. You're carrying it around every single day. You're doing it every day. You don't really think anything of it. So down the road, that's all everybody asks is, how strong were you? I heard this and that and this and that and the pictures of you and everything else and that stuff. You just really never realized at that time. You truly didn't. Right. So how strong were you? Strong. <laughs> I did uh, I did a <laughs> 640 bench. strong. Yeah, okay. I did a 640 bench. Wow. Um. I okay. went to a gym one time, just goofed around and went to two and a quarter, curling. I did for like 10 reps. About half the gym left because they couldn't bench two and a quarter. So they were kind of embarrassed. They kind of left, which I felt bad because that's not what I wanted, you know. I was just working yeah. out. I was just used to that. I mean, Barbara would go wow. to a gym, put 315 on a bar, and do behind the neck for 15 reps, you know, behind the neck and that stuff. I mean, we were just, yeah. we were just strong and huge. Wow. I couldn't do cheese curls for 10 reps. Well, I probably could, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> any advice you would give for a young wrestler that's kind of looking to get into the business? Well, I'll tell you what. They're going to have to give uh, their heart, soul. Um, they're going to have to eat it, live it, dream it, uh, <laughs> sleep it, everything to be to be a professional wrestler. Because if you don't, someone else is going to. Um, you have to put wow. every ounce yeah. of energy into it. If, it, if it's what you truly want, you have to devote every second to it to make it because there's so many others that want to do it, and they'll do it. They'll do whatever it takes. It's yeah. Kind of like, it's, kind of like wow. body, it's kind of like bodybuilding. What, if you aren't going to do it, that next person to you will do whatever it takes to, you know, be, be the best. So you better be prepared yeah. to do whatever you got to do to be the best. That means, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not something you want to half-ass, that's for sure. Um, no, you can't. One of the listeners it. wants to know. Yeah, yeah. One of the listeners wants to know, and um, I know I've heard, like, Cowboy Bill Watts stories about how, like, you know, if you're in a bar and uh, somebody tries to fight you, you damn better sure win. Um, this person wants to know specifically if anybody ever tried to start a fight with you in Barbarian, and how did that end up? No, no one ever started because it would end up very bad. It was, it was, I would think it so. Take, it, it wouldn't have <laughs> taken very long. Um, just you yeah. know, at that time, just you know, we were we were in that. Oh God, I'm trying to figure out the word here, but it, it was just we were in that world where you know everything you did, you, you no matter what you decided to do, you were the best. 
and that's what it was. Um, listen, we didn't we didn't ever bother anybody. Um, we didn't go out of our way to bother anybody. You know, we just did our own thing, and that's how we were. You know, that's yeah. how we were. You know, we didn't, you didn't want well, no issues. You didn't want none of that stuff. You know, you just want to do your thing. If you went out, and usually we didn't really go to bars. We pretty much went to strip clubs. That way, there's no issues. You know, you sure. went there where you don't have, you know, the same kind of people there. You know. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, Howard actually, uh, he reminded me earlier of the Bobby Heenan quote about uh, you're not the kind of guy that you want to meet in a dark alley. You don't want to meet him in any alley. And I always thought no, that was funny when he said that. <laughs> it's very true, man. A lot of these guys yeah. you didn't want to meet in any alley because they would <laughs> – it won't, it won't take long, man. They're, you know, they, they can go. It doesn't matter what you say about refing. These guys yeah. can go. You, you don't want to challenge that. Uh, Howard actually had a question he wanted to ask you. Go ahead, Howard. Yeah, just kind of a, a fantasy booking question. <clears throat> you're, you, you're a little quiet there, Howard. Turn it up a little. Can you hear me better? Yes, that's better. Thanks. Howard, you're so quiet, I can't hear you. Uh-oh. Have a little issue. Well, he's having my... There you go. That's better. Take three. Is that better? Yeah, that that's better. better. Yeah. All right. So you're, we're, you're, we're fantasy booking here, and you're tagging against the Road Warriors. Barbarians hurt. If you could choose a replacement partner from any era, who you know who would be your tag team partner to wrestle the Road Warriors you know, in replacement of the Barbarian who's now hurt? Of of any era, any era, any era. Could I could I wow. guess? My guess would be uh, Haku. Haku would be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that would be pretty good. I I become pretty good friends with Haku. I I love the guy. The guy is, he'll give you the shirt He's off awesome. his back, man. But don't don't ever give on his backside ever. Right. You know right. the guy. Like I tell you, we were. Barbie was just with them. Uh, we were just doing a signing of the last thing, just uh, not this last week, weekend before, and Haku was there. And it was, it was so nice seeing Haku and that stuff, you know. The three of us together, it's so nice, you know. Sure, sure. No, that's awesome. I I, I could see that. Um, I always felt like, to a certain extent, I know Barbarian, like when you got the Hulk Hogan program, Barbarian was mostly against Warrior, wasn't he? Don't I remember that? Well, they they wanted him to go against Warrior, but it never really happened. And I I, I don't think they even okay. got a singles match with, with Warrior. Okay. Oh well. Okay. Um, but I always felt like he kind of got slighted because he was every bit as good as you were, and it was like he almost got overlooked in a way and kind of devalued. I I agree with you 100 percent on that. I I don't think that they took Barb to his full extent because, like I say, Barb is a heck of a worker. Barb can sure. work, and, and he's so and he's so agile and strong. He was so strong, so agile, and the guy could do anything out there in that stuff. I mean, he really could. He's a lot more agile than I was, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, and again, my mind's racing while I'm asking these questions, but, like, the fact that Barbarian and Haku teamed, and they were treated basically like preliminary guys. 
Not yeah, by the locker room, the, but they were perceived that way. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they got the shaft over there too, and that's because they were far better than what they what they put them at. I mean, they both could go. I mean, they both could work with anyone. Yeah. They could go. They could do it. It's like they're holding them back, which I thought really sucked for them because they're so incredible. Really are. Uh, now speaking of Haku, uh, who by the way was one of the few guys that could tag with Andre and be just as scary. Um, one of the listeners <laughs> wants to know if you had any experiences with Andre and what that was like, what that was really <clears throat> like for you. Uh, the only, I was around Andre. I never was outside the arenas with Andre, so I don't know a lot okay. there. I still I remember an airplane thing where I was on a Northwest flight, and I had a gold card, so I always got to upgrade to first class all the time. So I got I always like to get the middle the last seat on the window side so I could take a nap because I was I was always up early to get a big breakfast. So I didn't want food on the plane. Right. So I get on the plane and I'm I'm looking there and I said, Okay, I got one there's one seat left in first class and of course it's sitting right next to me on the aisle. Well who gets on at the end? Andre. <laughs> well, you know he's not gonna sit in coach. He's gonna sit in that first class seat. So he goes ahead, he comes up there now you know they get those center dividers. He grabs that center divider, puts his hand around. His hand was so big. Pulled it out, turned to the stewardess and stewardess, can you please take this? She's looking at this and going, what do you want me to do with this thing, you know? <laughs> you know, he, he sits down in the seat. Now, the plate's kind of leaning one way because I'm 330 yeah, pounds. Yeah. Andre's over 500, you know. <laughs> it's like, my God, all this weight's in there, you know. And I, right. I, I fall asleep. Well, they're bringing food out, and I guess they put – you know, uh, I, I, you know, of course, I fell asleep because I had a big breakfast. So, right in the middle when she was asking, all of a sudden, Andre gives me a big chop on my chest when I'm sleeping. And he goes, boss, you want your food? And I'm like, Andre, as soon as I catch my breath and talk, you can have whatever you want because I can't breathe right now. That's what it was. Wow. His hand <laughs> took up my entire chest. That's how big his hand was. <laughs> I mean, sure. literally, I, 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 in fact, we just did a thing the other week, like I said, up in, uh, uh, just outside Charlotte, Ellaby. That's where Andre lived, Ellaby, North Carolina. And we saw his, his stuff at the museum there. And his food size was 27. 27 wow. They had some rings oh there. God. These rings, I mean, were humongous. And they, they, they were ones that went on his fingers. I said, it's like three of our fingers to one of his fingers. <laughs> right. I mean, it was unbelievable. Wow. Oh, and, of course, you know, they had all this movie stuff there from Conan Destroyer, from Princess Bride. They had, and they had a picture. This is a great picture. They had a picture of him and Will Chamberlain, because they had Conan Destroyer, with Arnold Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. in the middle. And a quote from Arnold saying, I've never felt like a runt in my life between these two guys. <laughs> He looks so tiny oh my God. between Will Chamberlain and Andre the Giant. It's like he just like he just looking up and like, my God, what am I doing here? You know, it was unbelievable. But no, Andre. That's wild. Andre was. Uh, he, he, yeah. I saw that picture of you guys from there. Yeah. Yep. It was it was fun over there, man. Yep, it was fun over there. But wow. That, you know, to you know to. To, you know, just to be around Andre, it's just so surreal because people don't realize they know he's big. 
but they don't realize how big he truly was. And he's the biggest man I've ever seen in my life by far. Yeah. No, that, that's amazing. Uh, we're, this half an hour has flown by like it's nothing. Uh, it's just been so incredible. Um, let me oh, ask yeah. you, mm-hmm. you, you've had a long, successful career. Is there anything you would have done differently? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, when I, I wasn't, I wasn't that young when I got into business. I think I was 26. Um, yeah, I was just so surreal being, you know, in NWA and being the WDF. It just kind of, you know, it's just so cool being there. I wish that I would learn more about the business end of it a little bit more during that time. Um, I would have handled things a little bit different. Um, okay. Places and that stuff, you know. Um, but I was just wow. so happy being there and that stuff and being around. You know, I, I think the most incredible wrestlers there was ever been. And lucky enough to be in the NWA and WWF with the most incredible wrestlers ever been in the business. They really were. I mean, these what guys were larger than life. Yeah. Huh? Oh, it was great. And, I just and, said it was a remarkable you know, time. And, yeah, and when I was in WWF, it was like everybody was a cartoon character, and these guys were. They were actually real. I mean, you know, people who are really, they, they, I mean, you could look at a comic book, and we were comic book characters you could talk to, you could touch, you could do everything. And and we could perform, and it was amazing. We were really real. You know, that was really cool. Really cool. That's what was scary about it, too. Uh, no, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. um, Warlord, thank you so much for the time tonight, man. Um, before oh, we let, well, before we let you go, um, would we be able to ask a favor? What's that? It's not a big deal. I, I was just wondering if you could record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the shows. Okay. What are you trying to look for? Cool. Uh, so the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just tell people who you are and remind them that they're listening to In the Room. Okay. It's easy enough. In the Room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very easy. Just uh, whenever you're ready. Give me like a 5432. Give me like a 54321. Sure. I'll do it. You got it. Yeah, hey, who am I to say no to you? Uh, five, <laughs> four, <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> this here's the warlord, one half of the legendary powers of pain. And you know what? I'm listening to In the Room. You better listen to it or I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, my God. You just brought back so many memories. That's incredible. Uh, thank you so much. Um, do you have like social media if people want to follow along at home? Or yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't do social media. I like keep my life very Good private. For you. That's Good just for that's you. just kind Good of me. I've always been that way my whole life and that stuff, you know. And okay. And you know, I, I need I need my time. I don't get much my time, and I need a little bit of my time. <laughs> so, Good for you. Good you for know. you. Well, brother, yeah. thank you so much for the time tonight. It was amazing. Of course. Uh, I owe Kathy, God, I don't even know what I owe her, but she really came through with this. So. Good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Of course, guys. All right. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So there we have it. Wow, that was – I got the goosebumps, Kathy, just from that. Um <laughs> That was great. If you guys missed that, you definitely want to go back and check it out. And uh, all right, Howard. Yeah. I think, are you good? I think I'm good. 
I'm good, man. It's been a great show, man, honestly, from start it to has. finish, man. It's been it, it has. It has. We're very blessed for, for everything yeah. we are. Um, <laughs> okay, so WCW Retro this Thursday is the Open Forum. Yes, Open Forum, Thursday night, 9 p.m. All right, there you have it. And that's right here on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at VOCNation.com. Same call-in number, by the way, 914-338-1885. That's how you get in touch with us. Um, thank you. My God. Well, thank you to the Warlord for that amazing interview. Uh, thank you to uh, the callers, the best score I could ever ask for. Don't forget to check out ISPW Wrestling. Uh, ISPWWrestling.com and search for the Brawl on the Boardwalk on Ticketmaster and be sure to buy a ticket and come on out. It's going to be a great time this Saturday, August 26th in Wildwood, New Jersey at the Convention Center. So that's going to do it. Again, thank you so much, everybody, for the support. Love you all very much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Let's
Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a Did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 